now rocking with One Nation Radio. Welcome to the program. James Boy, Richard Ladder, and a couple friends with the show for your wrestling needs. Shopping out the rest of the IWC. We gon' tell her how it is. We gon' shoot from the hip. If they putting out trash, we gon' rip from the bits. Make sure that you tweet us and you rate the shows. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Now let's get it on the road. Hey. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. Welcome to One Nation Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Rich Latta and James Boyd. And thank you for listening. SocialSuplex.com. BWB, what's up? Welcome to the May 4th edition of One Nation Radio. James, what's going on, man? Not too much. Just, uh, just, um, I guess, you know, do we have to... Is it premature to say uh, goodbye to Ryback or no? <laughs> yeah, the uh, the big guy, uh, Ryback. We might be at that level. Uh, I mean, like, I imagine if you write some shit like that and your contract coming up, they ain't bring, and you ain't no man inventor, they ain't bringing you back. Yeah, that's, um, it's, 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 he brings up a lot of interesting points. Yeah. Um, in his, in his, um, diatribe, I would say. Um, I'm going to read it out. Oh, you want to start there? Yeah, we can start there. Why okay. not? Okay. Um, so, um, as you guys know, or don't know, uh, Ryback uh, was supposed to be on Monday Night Raw um, after the payback show where he was on the pre-show and wore a weight belt that said the pre-show stopper. Now, <sighs> while we found that to be absolutely hilarious, that there's no way that could be looked at in WWE as like a good thing or anything like that. So uh, apparently, you know, he and Vince uh, were in the middle of contract talks, and these contract talks have been going on since last summer, and they're far apart. And Vince, you know, apparently told him, "Why don't you head home? You know, we're gonna take." And Ryback asked to be taken taken off a of TV in the meantime. So. Um, a day later, Ryback went on his Tumblr account, of all places, and wrote the following. Um, Today, I sit and fly home for the first time in years. I feel absolutely free. Um, I will start by saying I did request to be taken off of WWE television until myself and Vince could get a yes or no on a new deal. This has been going on since my IC title run and had been nothing but a major strain on my life as all I ever wanted to do was work for WWE. I was told to head home until we agree or not agree on on specific terms, and contrary to reports, it isn't over money or a bus uh, that was settled, or excuse me, or a bus. That stuff was settled a while ago. It comes down to a major problem I have not only with WWE but wrestling in general. Wrestling is predetermined. We as performers know before we go out to that ring or perform a backstage scene who is winning and losing etc or have a general idea of what we're going to say it blows my mind how much in a sport which is predetermined from a company standpoint winners are paid so much more than the losers every single person who works for wwe from top to bottom is absolutely just as valuable as the next the winners cannot win unless the losers go out there and agree to lose to them Um, It blows my mind that in this day and age, though we still adhere to this formula. Obviously, things have always been this way, but does that make them right? Times have changed, and our goal as humans should be to evolve and learn from our past and the past of others so we can make this world a better place. 
Yeah, so, um, I'm kind of like, my mind's kind of blown by this because I always thought that, um, like, I, I always thought that, like, guys got paid according to their merch sales and then, like, some other, like, whatever ridiculous old school form they came up with of, of sliding matches. Mm-hmm. So I thought, mm-hmm. like, all right, so AJ Styles versus Roman Reigns got whatever the amount of money they got for being in the main event of a pay per view. Right. And then they start, they slotted uh, AJ, or they slotted Jericho versus Ambrose at whatever, Charlotte versus uh, Natalia at something. Mm-hmm. And then they, you know, whatever, whatever, that's how I thought it was. Right. Apparently. That's not the case. Yeah, and it was like made a point on online. It's not. I think the way Ryback has it, it, the people aren't getting paid more to win than lose. The the people that are getting paid more are the ones that win all the time, more yeah. times than not. Yeah, and like those are the people. That's why they get or they win because they get paid more, not not the opposite. Uh, okay, for people that are already established, I would say, um, given, like, what they still, um, do in a lot of places, like, for example, um, Big Show and Kane. Right. Right. They're They're, in the top ten. They're getting paid based on what, they're more or less getting paid based on what they've done in the past. Right. Um, you could say the same thing for someone like The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Who's getting paid like two million, $2 million dollars for wrestling? Maybe a handful of times in a year, probably less. Right mm-hmm. uh, now, me personally, um, when it comes to contract negotiations, you're only worth whatever you're able to get, mm-hmm. and that's generally speaking how it works in any contract negotiation. You're worth whatever you're able to get. Whether that's higher than you, higher than most people expect, or lower, uh, unless you're Sam Bradford. Well, Sam Bradford <laughs> asked fifty million dollars for the Rams when he was a rookie, and they gave it to him. That's yeah. their fault. Yeah, yeah. You know, he asked for he asked for sixty million, or he asked for thirty million dollars over two years, or twenty-seven, whatever it was, from the Eagles. Yep, and they gave it to him. And then they said, "Oh my God, what the fuck have we done? Let's <laughs> yeah, let's let's, uh, let's move heaven to earth to, to draft the dude that won't be ready for a year." Yeah. But um, but besides the point, just I I think it's interesting you get a peek back because you know it's a private company and you always hear stuff about like you know what they do and we sort of have seen that it seems that like over the years when it comes to WrestleMania especially mm-hmm. that it seems like guys get. Um, guys get certain positions based off of what their contract is. Like, how many times have we talked about, yeah, it can't really be um, letting Le- Lesnar lose to Dean Ambrose, even though that would have made Dean Ambrose make even hotter, because look at what he's getting paid. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's always sort of been there, but, um, you know, as far as people saying that, you know, what they want, what they want is just a complete, everybody gets paid the same, I don't, I don't think that's what he's saying. Yeah, I... I don't really think... I mean, it, you know... Like, there's jokes out there saying, well, so basically Ryback's asking for communism. Like, no, I, I didn't agree No, no, that's that. not... I don't believe that's what he's saying. I don't... 
to get personally. to to get to the next part of what he was saying, he was saying, why is it who uh, a guy who is told he's going to go out and lose does everything that he's told, not only to be paid less, but much less than said winner over a period of time. Every single performer for WWE sacrifices the same amount of time from home and their families, and every single man or woman goes out and does what they're told. Looking at this See, formula, the losers turn into what fans like to call jobbers and their value decreases in the company's eyes and before you know it they get released for what doing exactly as they're told see now that part is the part i think people think that's what he he means cobb he wants basically a blanket slate where everybody's making i don't know everyone's making four hundred thousand dollars a year i don't i don't believe that's the case um now personally um What becomes the real issue, um, and maybe this is what he means, I don't know, but for me, if, seeing that what you know what that has illuminated to most people, mm-hmm. I think the real issue comes into when you basically are the booker man and <laughs> you, know, you have these long-term plans on what you want to do as somebody being the guy. So if you're shoving Roman Reigns out on the throat and he's, wins, he's winning, he's always on pay-per-views or on top of cards and he's always winning despite the fact that he's getting booed out of the gymnasium. And he has merch available. And he has, and he's not selling more, he's not selling any more merch than the next guy not named John Cena. How do you justify paying him that amount of money? Yeah. Like, and we, over the years on this podcast, we've championed Ryback as like a guy that has been, has taken whatever they've given him and tried to work hard and gotten over despite of where he was positioned. Like, he started, you know, he always played to the crowd even when he was a heel. And we always liked him, and he always got arenas going with the Feed Me More chance. And it was just like, what happened with this guy? And I, I felt like there was a silent competition between, you know, in Ryback's point of view, between him and Reigns. Like, what does he do that I can't do? Um, well, I, I think <clears throat> Reigns is a better worker than him. But, um... I, this is what I'll say. How much of this is completely a non-issue? Or how much of this is different if he had, if they had just gave him the belt at at Emily, or uh, Hell in a Cell in 2012? I think a lot of it's different because I think he becomes made at that point, and it can be argued that he should have beaten C- CM Punk at a that lot, time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's always you know when we talk about these dudes that need make it or don't or you know kind of hang on or whatever. We are, like a lot of this stuff comes down to what was the booking decision. Like a lot of stuff is a pivot, um, and that was definitely a fork in the road for him. And that you know, he goes from that from being like the one of the hottest dudes in the company they had at the time to getting like some more or less shotgunned into the main event because Cena got hurt, and then you go to WrestleMania and he's losing them to Mark Henry. Henry. Yeah, and then he has a turn after that. Have the Cena program lose, and then it just from there he just spiraled out of control pretty yeah. much. Um, you know, like and like this stuff is you know a lot of people you know are given that a lot of people do not like Ryback. Yeah, we're in the uh, we're, we're on the other side. A lot of people don't like Ryback, so um, they're gonna take from that angle. But like, there are a lot of people that are also gonna be affected by this, like guys that are like that top of the mid card situation, like. What happens when Bray Wyatt comes at his extension? Right. Like, you know yo, I, mean? I want my money. Like, what happens when, like, Cesaro gets, like, a year left on his deal? There are a lot of there are a lot of guys that are, like, in that same type of situation where, like, 
he's there. Ziggler, for example, Ziggler had a you know was it last? Oh, Ziggler's gonna be out of there by when it, by the time his next uh, one rolls out. Yeah, what I'm saying yeah. is like Ziggler just had a contract dispute or running uh, last year, and then yep. they figured it out or whatever. But like those guys that. They could be off the card, or it could be in the main event, depending on the week, the month, right? You know, or you know, what you guys, guys that you know at any point, like you see them in Money in the Bank, you'd be like, the Money in the Bank match, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, oh he just, yeah, of course, he's right. that guy, he's you know, and it might speak to a larger issue within WWE, like these guys who clearly have the talent, they're just not the commodities that they would have once been based on how WWE has treated them with the booking and also how they've designed their business to revolve around the network where the brand is the draw and the wrestlers get the scraps for the most part. Like, not every wrestler is John Cena, Randy Orton, you know, those guys that are making multi-million dollar contracts per year. Like, 90% of these guys are, you know, they're in that mid-range. So, it's... It's weird. Uh, WWE is a joke when it comes to how much of the revenue is actually paid to the wrestlers rather than what they generate compared to other sports leagues. And I know it's not a sport, but if they're making, if they're using 7% to pay the wrestlers, that just sounds ridiculous. And this is like another yeah. reason why wrestlers need a union, but it'll never happen. Nah. <laughs> um, I, mean, I mean, the main thing when it comes to. Um I guess I think, yeah, like the latest, the last lockout in the NBA, for example, they moved the the basketball related income from it being a split of where sixty the players had was it like sixty percent? I think the players had fifty three, and then they dropped to fifty fifty. Yeah, then whatever it was they moved yeah. to fifty fifty. Yeah, um, it's probably going back the other way next year, next or come this this upcoming season. Right. There's gonna be a player strike, but. Um, yeah, seven percent is just like seems like infinitesimal, right? And Ryback like continues to go on, just you know, why not pay everyone equally? The winners have more merch, um, you know, and that's like an extra. Perk. But I mean, that is that like back to the rain thing, for example, like that is that is real deals as still like I know I'm rhyming, I sound like Don King or whatever, but like that is like don't understand it more if you rhyme, you know, stupid. <laughs> Like when you're when you're now at the point where with Vince where it's like I'm setting guys up for the future mm-hmm. and they're gonna win more times than they lose. I mean, kids are like kids are front runners. If you ever see an eight year old, he asks what his, what his favorite sports team is, he tells you the Patriots, and they're not from New England. That's sort of that's sort of the reason why. That's why they're. I mean, that's why there's Duke fans. That's why there's Lakers fans. That's why there's Yankees fans. Right. It happens. So, when you put somebody in the forefront and they win all the time, that's who, that's who, that's who shirt they want. Right. They want the fucking winner. And also, he was like, he was also saying, like, these guys, um, you know, after losing, they're going to make less and less over time and they live in fear yep. of being released. Yep. And that's, I think that's a real thing. Like, all these guys, they just kind of feel like, you know, they're easily replaceable. And... They are, which is, it, it's it's a sad thing, kind of, um, and nothing's, we're not saying anything should be guaranteed to, to anyone, you you get what you get, but at the same time, when looking at, you know, different situations, WWE clearly treats 
these guys differently. Like, I don't think they'd ever try uh, Randy Orton how Ryback is apparently being tried. No, like, probably, <laughs> probably not. Um, I don't know how much of that is the fact that he's like a second generation guy. I don't know how much of that is the fact that he's a Triple H guy. But, no, nah, he's clearly in how long he's been with the company already. But, like, Ryback's been around for what? This is what year what now? Yeah, he's been around at least like six years. I mean, he was he was in tough enough in oh, yeah, like the mid two thousands. He was part of Nexus. Yeah, like he's probably been around for like ten years in that company. Like, yeah. all, like in and out. Yeah, but um, I mean, like solidly, like he's he was a part of Nexus. So that means right. like this is the year six for him. All right. Um, and then basically, like he's he's had he's been denied magazine covers and other projects while watching his role diminish. You know, stuff that he's trying to basically do to supplement his income. Like why ha- why not have a Ryback on Muscle and Fitness rather than Triple H for the zillion or time? Vince, yeah, or Vince. So and it's like, man, they can do so much more for uh, guys like Ryback and uh, around that level. And it's just like. It's just, I feel like it's a can of worms that Ryback is opening, much like CM Punk did, that had to start looking at I, the medical and everything, and it's odd that those two have that dynamic, yep. uh, you know, and Ryback is not dumb as fuck, as they, <laughs> as CM Punk so eloquently stated. Um, I thought the whole thing was very well written, the, the way, if, if you look at it from Ryback's perspective... You can't really disagree with him. Now, if you want to just say, oh, fuck Ryback, you know, whatever. I mean, but that's it, you know, that's how that goes. Like, you don't like somebody, you ain't really trying to hear them. Yeah. Um, as much as is when you somebody that, you know, you're, you're neutral on or you favor. But, I mean, ultimately, it's going to take more than just Ryback for them to make wholesale changes on that on that type of um, pay structure. structure. Yeah. yeah, so it's... um. So there's gonna be guys that die by the, that's gonna just like fall off by the wayside inside that company, but you know if, eventually they'll eventually there might be a tipping point. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, if if the Ryback is never coming back, uh, I would say thank you to the Ryback for all of his contributions to you know wrestling in general and, and being entertaining uh, and being a fucking powerhouse. Like it's also. Like, also, like, crazy Twitter Ryback. Remember when crazy yes. Twitter Ryback when he was a heel? You know. Yeah. The computers, you know. Yeah. Computers peeing. Yeah. In, in the words of Cameron, yep. Yep. So, uh. Tweet we, and delete. Yep. <laughs> we feel where you come from, Ryback, but it's, it's going to, like, it's going to take a lot more than, than just you. So, um, WWE Payback was this Sunday, mm-hmm. um, and it was a pretty good show, uh, yes. top to bottom. Yes. Um, there was, you know, a lot of good energy in that crowd. I always, you know, when they're in Chicago, uh, it, you know, it gets loud in there. There are always concerns, though. Yeah. There are always concerns. Yeah. Maybe you think that's why they had to set? They had that segment. You'd be like, y'all can get it all out now. Maybe. Like Maybe right before like, y'all, it. Y'all yeah. get it all out now. Like you will not be CM Punk. You will not be CM Punk chanting all over our, over our main event tonight. Right. All right, I mean, I, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, we, we, you want to start the main event, that or you want to you want to go up? I mean, we might as well start from the from the top and go down, because I mean, that was clearly so much of a raw segment that they had. Yeah. Okay. Uh, AJ Styles and Roman Reigns um, yes. had a match for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, and it got restarted twice. Twice. Um, I saw the whole thing kind of coming as soon as they did the countout finish. I was like, watch, they're going to do a disqualification, restart it again. And it was just, 
I didn't like the restarts, and I, but I don't think it damaged the match because they found a way while they were actually wrestling to keep us captivated the whole time. Uh, the spot where Styles hit the forearm uh, off the top. Like the forearm splash yes. onto the table, which is while, like... While Roman Reigns was standing up. Yeah, um, dude. That might be like one of the best table spots I've ever yes, seen. Yes, it is. And it's a, spot, it's a spot that I was just like really like shocked by because... Give, if that had been, instead of Roman Reigns down there, if that had been The Rock... Mm-hmm. That table ain't breaking. <laughs> they would have just been on top of a table looking stupid. Like that's that's the kind of luck the Rockets have with tables. So that's why I was like, I can't believe they even thought of something like that. A little bit different than his cousin in that respect. I, I guess so. He breaks his tables. Go figure. Well, except for that one time with Triple H, but he ended up elbowing him on the table with it going yeah. through anyway. Um, they had basically um, Roman Reigns kicked out of everything. In this match, oh yeah, and we, oh, yeah. we were we were uh, kind of calling bullshit. Like well, I it mean, was, it, was, it was. I think Styles hit four of those uh, phenomenal forearms. He had him in the calf killer once, and he kicked out of a four fifty as well. Yeah, they teased the Styles. He didn't do the Styles class, yeah, did he? Only teased it. Yeah, um, Roman was roundly booed. Um, of course, pretty much was a heel the entire match. Um. So, like, but I thought it was a good match. You know, Same here. Very good. Um, it was about as as good as Roman Reigns' title reign could hope to begin. Um, they've given him. This is a gift. Like this whole Bullet Club Usos, uh, AJ Styles like thing. This is a gift compared to like what most for uh like post WrestleMania champions get. They usually will get like a washed up old guy or like a veteran that has just no business Kane. Just winning. Say Kane. I mean, you can just get Kane. Kane. You can have Randy Orton, who's not particularly exciting as in the challenger role for the as a babyface for the championship, because um, you just know he wasn't going to win. So, <laughs> Let's see. Um, you know. Cena had Ryback after WrestleMania. Yeah. That's who did uh well Jer or CM Punk had Jericho. Yeah, it went through. Who did uh who did Miz have after WrestleMania twenty seven? He had Cena and John Morrison and he lost about to Cena the next pay per view. Okay. So twenty six was who's the champion then? Uh was it Cena? Cena. Cena, yeah. That's right. Who did Cena fight after Batista left? think it was the big show. Holy shit. <laughs> I think. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. Um and when the okay, what year were people tired as fuck like were people like, oh great, the big show? <laughs> like, what year? It, like it, I don't like I mean like even, I mean like the people that like that really don't like that really, really, really don't like Big Show. It was probably like two thousand four or two thousand five. Okay. Me now, I see, I see Big Show in, in 2006. Like, nah, bro, I don't want to see you fight Roman Reigns again. I don't Ever. see none of that. Ever. Um, but uh, let's go down to the next match. We had the, actually, uh, we had the big segment with Vince and Stephanie and Shane. I thought Stephanie completely outclassed uh, everyone on the microphone, not just yeah. Shane. But Shut Vince up! Himself. Yeah, it was just, yeah. Uh, uh, do you think that's put on, or you think he actually, like, no, that man was pissed. No, no. Do you? No, I'm asking. He's like, okay. Yeah, he might be upset. That he's getting, you know, get louder. Yeah. Do you think like when he yells "shut up" like that, like it's it's that's how he actually said "yell shut up"? Or you think it's him being like him? Or what do you imagine an old man should sound like yelling "shut up"? 
I feel like that's Vince McMahon. Okay. And, and I feel, okay. If he was backstage somewhere, he would and he would really do that. Okay. Cause that is so old man. Like yeah. you, you can you can hear the age in his voice. Shut up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Stephanie took credit for the Shield, Kevin Owens, the New Day, Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch, Charlotte, AJ Styles. The Authority lo- apparently launched the WWE Network. And there are 1.8 million subscribers, which it, is really 1.3. All that stuff, all that stuff happened on their watch, though. Yeah, um, it all happened. It all happened during the Authority era. Yeah, you know, you know what else happened? A, a whole bunch of bad booking. <laughs> exactly. CM Punk walking out on the company happened under the Authority's watch. Never mind that. Yeah, like that's not what you supposed to be paying attention to. Yeah. Um, then, you know, Shane kind of did his thing, and then they played a bunch of, like, internet uh, articles touting Shane. Is, well, a bunch of places I had, like, quite a few number of places I had never heard of. And I'm a person that's kind of like, you know, goes now. around on the vulture, you know, goes around and, like, surfs the web and sees all these different media sites. I had, like, they had no idea about, like, half of those places. Yeah. Like, they were putting stuff from, like, the U.K. and... Sporting yeah. news. But it's funny. It's like, yeah. What's you up, know, UK? Yeah, like some of the stuff was like, I heard sporting news, but a lot of stuff. Are, I actually frequent sporting news probably like sort of often. But the one thing for me was, okay, so you talk about Shane showing up and all this new era stuff, and it's a breath of fresh air. <laughs> Meanwhile, the ratings keep going, keep fucking plummeting. Like, no, there was never nary a mention of that. Also, yes, this was the first pay-per-view of the new era. It also featured many finishes from the old era uh, with those restarts. And then, um, <laughs> you know, that, that massively long talking segment. I got a question, man. Yeah. Why do they love, why does WWE love so much, like, once or twice a year to have a pay-per-view match that ends up some fuckery, and then somebody comes out and says, the match ain't ending like this. Yeah. They don't even do it, man. Just leave the shit alone. I want you to just try to get it right the first time. Uh, but that segment went really long. Um, we had, With this part, we have a question from... Um, from uh, ooh, Let's see. Let's see. We have a question from Jeremy. Jeremy Donovan, what's going on, man? He um, is saying, do we think there's too many McMahons on TV? Is that a rhetorical question? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think this is just what they do. When they get nervous or when, you know, they feel like they don't have any stars, just put ourselves on TV. And There's always been too many McMahons on TV. Like, when, okay, when was the last time there was McMahon on TV? There wasn't a McMahon on yeah, TV? Yeah, it's what, 93? <laughs> well, before Raw? No, because wait, one Vince on Saturday, uh, Saturday night? On a, a main event? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think he means in that sense. I mean, actively involved in the storyline. Okay, so 1997 then. Pretty much, yeah. I Brett mean, Scoot, Brett. There's, there's been like you know areas, eras of where you know there's been general manager, but we knew who was really like in charge. Whenever you know Stephanie would come back, or, um, but yes, right now I, I don't know where this is going. But it's I know it's probably going towards Triple H versus um Shane. Shane. Oh my but god. It's just it's it feels so completely unnecessary. And you can use Triple H in a much better fashion than having him fight this guy who can't punch. Um Well, it, we could have said about WrestleMania, but yeah. you know. Yeah. Um 
Like, what's he going to jump off? If, what's he going to jump off of at SummerSlam? It's in Brooklyn, right? Yeah. Jump off the Brooklyn Bridge. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and try that, Shane. Oh, my God. Like, yeah, he's going to jump off the Empire State. That's your liberty. Something. Yes. He's going to jump off something. Yes. Um, the... Also, um, we had the women's match. Uh, it was Charlotte versus Natalia. Natalia is out in the fight Brett fight shirt. Uh, Brett comes out to a massive roar. Uh, this is his first appearance after his cancer um, stuff and the wrist surgery he had. Um, they were happy to see his wrist. I think you know when he was wrestling. I think he had a problem with his wrist and he just never got it fixed. Oh. Um, you know, wrist, but... Wow. <laughs> they, <laughs> wow. Um, they, they had a they had an alright match. Um, I thought uh, the... they I, just, I liked the match. It just the fit was like, oh, 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 that finish. Yeah. Oh. There are people... The, the, no, what made it really blew me was the fact that, like, you you called it joking. Like, what are they... What yeah, are they so doing I was going to get to that. Oh I was God. like, oh, okay, everyone, the, the story goes like this. Probably about 30 seconds before the uh, finish, I realized who was refing the match. I was like, hey, James, the fix is in. Watch. Charles Robinson's out there. And then no less than 30 seconds later, Charlotte has Natalia in the sharpshooter, and he calls for the bell. And I'm like, in disbelief, I'm like, you know, Nostradamus strikes again. And it was just like... I hate you for that, Rich. <laughs> but I really, like, first I'm like, what are you, like, you know, we always talk about... Worst case scenario. Yeah, yeah, we always like, what if you know, just to brace yourself for impact on what? If, what if they do something like ridiculously stupid? And you're like, they're not, gonna, you know, they ain't gonna fuck me, fuck that up. They're like, come on, man, these people are competent at their jobs. You know, they, <laughs> like, they gotta, come on, man, they don't pay these people this amount of money for them to be to, to, to fuck off like this. Yeah, and then fucking well, off ensues. Yeah, just, just, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I mean, it extends the feud. Without having to beat really beat either one of them, and you know, I I really I like what they did on Monday. So, which we'll get to in a minute. Yeah. But um, I would have liked to see the title change, like even if it was like a small package, something like that, and, and let Natalia like touch the belt, let her touch the belt, because you know it's just you know been Team Natty all day. We'd like to see her, you know, win that women's title once. So you think she's actually ever gonna win it? No. Yeah, same here. No, I don't think she's actually <laughs> ever going to win it. No. Yeah, same. Um, but I loved um, Brett putting Ric Flair in the sharpshooter. And, you know, Flair was coming out there to take a bump. You know, and I, I knew they were going to get physical at some point. Uh, but the, it was a double sharpshooter. It was, it was a good thing to see. Good, good, Always good to see Brett. Um, but um, the match before that, we had Dean Ambrose versus Chris Jericho. What did you, you think about wait, this Serious match? question. Um, yeah. before, one, one, one last question. Do you think that they um, do you think that they had this finish in mind before they called Brett to, to do this? No, Brett Hart explained it on his actually yes, Brett Hart explained it on his podcast. But they, how they had were going to do it? They were going to do the screw job, and then Brett was just going to be in the middle of the aisle with his hands on his hips, and then Brett basically was like, "That's not going to work. Why don't we try something else? Like, why don't we try like you know." You know, how about I put Rick in a sharpshooter and you know something like that, and then they added all that stuff in. When okay, Brett so the plan, it. so the plan going in was we're gonna we're, we're gonna, gonna do a screw job. Yeah, okay, because because it means like okay, Brett didn't really do much, and then like you get that finish is like obviously like that finish makes no like that finish is kind of like 
goes over people's head without without Brett being there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we know what happened. You you know, there would explain all the, over the thing, but at the same time, like imagine you're watching from the crowd and you're like, I don't know, great, fifteen, yeah, like what right. the hell is this? Yeah. I mean, so, they've done screw job finishes like re, you know over the years, which is a great reason they need to stop doing them. Um, <laughs> but if, speaking, if of, you're Bret Hart, James, if you're Bret Hart and you hear, you know, like so, Bret, we're thinking about doing a uh, screw job finish. You say or think what? I don't really want to say it or do or say too much anything. I really want to see if I can try and punch you through the phone. <laughs> I see if I fit my fist like through like through the speaker yeah. in my smartphone and see if it comes out through the speaker of your smartphone and hits you right in your damn jaw. Right. Or no, actually, uh, you'd be hearing it, so it'll punch you right in your fucking ear. Yeah. Like. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, well, I would like I would no, never no. like like if I ever had a chance to interview Bret Hart, I wouldn't even ask him about the Montreal Screwjob. You think he wants to talk about that shit like, again? Like <laughs> hell no! Like speaking of you saying that we you know they've done too many Screwjob finishes, made me think of how um, sort of full circle our conversation. Uh, we talked about right back at Hell in the Cell had he won that title oh my what god what Richard what, what made it you know the fourth and roll moment and then for Brad Maddox come out there and low blow low blow CM Punk in in the dick in the, <laughs> no right back <laughs> alright yeah uh, yeah yeah. In, the, yeah in in the dick and then, and then <laughs> roll fast count up. that man yeah roll up and fast count that man that's there a great go. way to make a star you yeah. know well and that man got over despite that shit <laughs> <laughs> but um, speaking of making the stars, we had uh, Chris Jericho versus Dean Ambrose. What'd you make of this match, James? Um, it wasn't. I was maybe expecting a. I was maybe expecting a little more. Um, they both worked hard, but it might be a thing with Jericho where like he's not he's not at the point anymore where he can just. Like, work with somebody for the first time on without, like, doing any work with them before, but actually get a really good match out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, because we, we saw, saw some of that stuff with AJ. But, I mean, it was it was a fun match. I I mean, it, he beat him sort of decisively, so I was kind of surprised to see that. Uh, it's going to continue. Yeah, and I wonder what kind of stipulation match you're going to have. You know, but, um, bust each yeah, other in the head with a plant match. Yeah, R.P. Mitch. Um, 2016 and 2016. Yeah, Chris Jericho has lost a step. That's fine. Uh, he is 45 or 46 years old, which is, is perfectly excusable. Uh, I mean, he's still, and I, and I think he's, he's filled in admirably. My thing, this I think, whole is he still having good matches though. Like, it's like the difference is instead of him like wrestling with another guy that's a really good wrestler. Instead of him having like a match of the year cannon, he's just having like really, really good matches. That's for mm-hmm. I me. Mean, that's fine. Yeah. Um, there. If you ever feel nostalgic, anyone, uh, I probably say Chris Jericho's prime cut off like at 2013. Anything before that, go ahead and enjoy it. Uh, we're we're kind of like in that we're in the bonus stages with him, like that Jay Z after the Black Album, you know. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> so. <laughs> you know, you get a flash of greatness like the Blueprint Three. You know, but you know, like American Ace, I thought, I thought American Ace was really good. I really did, good. I did like it. It didn't age well. I mean, we can't be. Well, we can't be out here doing retrospective on everything, though. I mean, 
It was like a year after. But the thing, but the thing was this: like that was a soundtrack movie or album. Sure it was. It look, was. Look, look, it, it sounded like Jay Z rapping about just the same shit Jay Z always rapped about. <laughs> I mean, it could have been Kingdom Come two points sustained. All right. Um, the Intercontinental title was on the line. Uh, you know. And I feel like we actually need to talk about Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn before we talk about that match, even though it was in, you know, different order. Um, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn came out here and had the a really good match. They had uh, exactly what a steal the show mid-card match uh, is, needs to be in 2016. Um, it's only going to get better with those two. Um, I, how'd you like this match, James? I enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed it more than the Jericho match. But um, oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was just it, like if they ever get like a SummerSlam spot or a if they ever get like a a top three billing spot, look out! Like it, they're gonna do something crazy. Yeah. Um, like they might. How do I say this? Okay. They're both Canadian, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they might be the new, like, the Eddie and Ray for Canada. <laughs> or, like... That's a good in, point. Any, anywhere, in, anytime, anywhere, you put them two in a match against each other um, in America, and they can come out there and have the best match in, like, in pro wrestling for that month. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, the, you, they're... Um, it's just a matter of time for the Unleash and to have something, like, just unbelievable. Kevin like Owens like, is... It's like something like that WWE touts is one of the greatest matches ever, I think. so. Kevin Owens is just month after month proving his value, and they're sticking him in this Intercontinental title division, kind of, I think, to just keep the... To keep him at bay at a distance for a little while because people are going to start wondering when's he going to get the world title shot. I think he'll, I think he'll be in that... That picture, like, some, by the end of the year, at least. Yeah. I think I think that's... I think like, he's, if he's be, not Mr. Money in the Bank, I don't know who is. I mean, it could be Ambrose. I mean, it could be, but... I would love to see Ambrose Money in the Bank. Jump out, boys. You, yeah. it, look, any anytime, anywhere, you might get cashed in on. And Rome is a champion. Never so, mind that. Never so, mind that. You know. But that would, be, that would be a good way to start an angle. Like, all of a sudden, he beats that man or whatever. That way... Seth Rollins wins the Royal Rumble. That'd be the best bet. Oh wow! I didn't even think of that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's um. You know, yeah. I like to cash in straight up. You know, and now it's a three way. Straight up. Wow. <laughs> no, nah, what might happen is that man might cash in on that championship match. Oh lord! And then lose. That cha- <laughs> no, that, no, no. You're right. Like, or uh, Rollins wins Royal Rumble. That could happen. Rollins can Royal Rumble. Um. You have Reigns, uh, like, defend the title, like, be the main event, like, after the Rumble. Be the main event. So, hold on and win. And then you get cashed in by his homeboy. And then you, there you go. Triple yeah. threat match at WrestleMania. Run it. Voila. That could happen. Um, yeah. And then Owens basically uh, cuts a promo saying he's defeated Sami Zayn. He's definitively the better man. And... He's acting like this shit uh, is is over. I mean, pretty much, like these two are in, on site. In theory, in theory, it could be over. Um, because he beat that like 
Sami Zayn shows up to fight that guy. That guy beats him clean as a whistle, like, in the first match. Usually, that means it's over. But, however, uh, they have other plans. Yeah. Um, and it looked like it rolled into the next uh, match, which yep. was Miz and Cesaro. Yep. Um, who had... Cesaro... Miz probably had... A, I heard people saying this was Miz, Miz's best match ever. I would say, uh... I don't think it's better than match he had with AJ a couple weeks ago. Or, like, a month ago. But it's, it's, it's um... It's one of them. Uh, I was rooting for Cesaro pretty hard. I uh, wanted him to win. Uh, but they went into, uh, you know, Kevin Owens on commentary wearing JBL's cowboy hat and <laughs> everything else. Just, you know, talking shit about Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn comes out there like, yo, it ain't over. It's never going to be over. No. And Forever on it. You know, they basically ended up running it and hopping up on the apron and, you know, distracting Cesaro yeah, at some true. point. And then Miz, you know, got away with the victory and... Lo and behold, we're in a four-way feud now. Yep. So, um, the Miz is... Extreme rules. Yeah. The Miz is, um... What's more extreme than four dudes? <laughs> Plenty. <laughs> <laughs> um, they four also... Four niggas only like the lean back remix. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, what, what match do you want to see, see them have? The favorite four-way match. Uh, I mean, I... Well, yeah, it is no DQ in that, in exactly. that case. You know, match. I mean, they could do, like, you know, elimination table match. They could do, you know... Have they ever done that before? I think they've done it with tag teams. Okay. Like, they had to put both members through the table. So, huh. I don't know. However we're going to do it. Somebody's going to have a table tables match just because they always do. Um, the number one contenders tournament final is a short match, obviously. Uh, Big Cass Enzo Amore versus the Vaude Villains. Uh, Enzo Amore went out with an injury. It looked like his neck had snapped uh, against the rope, and then he ended up with a severe concussion. Um, That's what us in the car accident business called whiplash. Yeah. Um, Big Cass looked distraught outside the ring uh, when they showed him. Uh, you know, that's that's his partner. Um, he was like, oh my god, my talk, like my mouthpiece is gone. Like, what am I going to do? Little he know, like, oh, you, you don't know, have to talk. Little he know, like, the IRS is like, look, we we've been waiting to get this this little dude out of the way to get you to get you this 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 here shelf to the top. Yeah, you know, you Big Cass don't even know he's main event WrestleMania thirty three next year. Yeah, Reigns, Big Cass, <laughs> WrestleMania thirty three, Orlando, Florida, be there. Yeah. Tell you, man, like, yeah. you're going to get shoved. Go not, up there. Not pushed, shoved. Um, the Now, there's a lot of people saying uh, a multitude of things. You know, should the baseball slide be banned? Were they out of position? Did Super they, out of position. He was way too close like to the damn ropes yes. before he even went down. Yes. Um, and this might have been um, Simon Gotch's uh, fault because he may have whipped him in too hard at that short of a distance and he couldn't quite avoid the rope, but... I mean, things happen in wrestling, so, you know, not much to say there. Uh, Xavier Woods said Beyonce slid in his DMs and then was promptly, you know, probably uh, had to retract his statement. Come on, the next day? No, oh yeah, that was on, mm, no, 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 that was, uh... No, like, they did the two-part two part type of deal, so he says, Beyonce, like, no, you, it you didn't. need to holler on my, you need to holler on my, slide on my DMs, and then on Monday, he's like, she did, and then Big was like, tell, tell the truth. Yeah, tell, tell the, the truth. truth. Yeah. And he's like, nah, you know, that didn't actually happen. Like, yep. Yeah. 
And, you know, there was stuff that happened on the pre-show, which was the United States Championship, Kalisto so the champion. Oh, yeah, and Dolph Ziggler rolled up Baron Corbin, as we, like, said. Uh, there was no post-match beatdown, though. So, Baron Corbin, already... Oh, oh, there was a post-match beatdown. It was just the next night. Yes, uh, which we'll get into now. The Monday Night Raw was May 2nd. Um, and these... it was. Uh, I thought it was a pretty good show. Uh, went, you know, they were in St. Louis. Uh, I think we're at the point now that we're like, we can go into Raw knowing for sure we are going to get at least three quality matches, typically two from the men and one from the women. Um... We didn't really get the third match this week, but we got two. Um, so, like, you know, for me, it's like, okay, if, they were, if their, their new model is, okay, once a match or once an hour, we're going to have a big-time talking segment mm-hmm. in a big-time match in it, where it's like, you know, I'm okay with that. Like, a lot of rods we don't. A lot of like since we moved to three hour rods, we don't really get that. Like if their aim is for this, like as a consistent model, I'm good with it. Especially like when you want to like make sure that you actually have a a real deal in the field. I did it again on that like a real deal match uh, for the women. Like I'm I I appreciate that. Like it didn't um, that match wasn't um, as good as the previous women's match that we've had on Raw, but like that was the plan. Uh, like if they had anyone in the ring besides Emma. Um, not that, not to say that Emma is not like, not to say anything of her working skills. Just like she just has been, um, so hit and miss with WWE. Like as far as like she's in that next tier. Yeah, like, like she's just not popular enough yet because they haven't really like built her. She's been around enough because of, you know the whole uh, lots clep, of, the whole klepto thing. But yeah. Um, Oh, uh, so how it happened? Uh, it was Stephanie came out and they were announced them as one half of the power. Uh, her is the one half of the power of Raw. So the term is that authority, what they called it? yeah, the term the authority was not used. It was called power of Raw. Yeah, but like one half of the power of Raw. Okay. Uh, yeah, and you know Shane and Stephanie come out there and you know she gives them the the picture that Vince McMahon stepped on before mm-hmm. WrestleMania. Um, said it was a peace offering. Stephanie's acting really nice to everyone and. Everything you, like that. You know what? Like, that happened. I seriously thought, like, my first thought was, yeah, that's, you know, that, 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 out here just trying to grease the skids. Uh huh. Um, just trying to butter up old Shane O'Mac. But, like, what would happen if, like, Shane being back, like, necess- like b- begins, like, a slow burn face turn for Stephanie. Yeah, I was thinking about the I, same thing. Like, like what, if, what, if, what if Shane's intentions aren't really pure? No, no, no. What if, what if they just basically become, like, face authority figures, and it's two of them, and it's the it's it's brother and sister? And then Triple H is evil still, or, like, what's the deal uh, with that? How do you write him back in? You you build a line where, like, you see them you see them having Shane and Stephanie, like, are building rapport with each other. Uh-huh. And then, like... Triple H comes back, like, to want to get his stake back in the thing, and then, like, Stephanie is more or less caught in the middle. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how you bring them to the front, which is actually why, how you can have her ringside when they have a match eventually. Great. You just booked the, the summer angle for WWE, and you didn't even know it. <laughs> I mean, if that's where they're going, that's where they're going. Like, right. you, talk, you know, I think, I mean, I, you know, like, I like Stephanie. She's a really good promo. Like, I, I'm tired yeah. of, like... 
people saying that her that her poems are boring when they're clearly not. Like they're the best. They're, like besides Haman, who's better at They've her. They've been razor like, sharp over the last three years. Yeah, like what are you talking about? Like, look, man. Like, did you see when she pushed over when she pushed over that podium when she, like the week after Shannon came back? Nah, man. That's that's. I don't think he's been a better promo since then. It damn sure wasn't going into WrestleMania because who who talked <laughs> in the top three matches? Yeah, that's like a good point. <laughs> he ain't getting no Brock Lesnar promo. Yeah, he definitely ain't getting no Roman Reigns promo. Honor, look, uh, look. Most of you gonna get Undertaker is, is him calling Shane a rich boy. Rich boy and uh, having these, you know. <laughs> I know this is a, this is a uh, audio medium, but you know I held both fists in there, you know. Um, oh man. But, yeah, you know, and Kevin Owens comes out. Uh, he wants his match with the Intercontinental title, his rematch that is in his contract, James. Yes. Uh, then he's promptly interrupted by Cesaro, who says Kevin Owens is the reason he's not the Intercontinental champion and everything like that. And, you know, instead of Kevin Owens getting and, and his and rightful and rematch. And, and, and then they're sitting next to each other, standing next to each other. Shane and, and Stephanie they are sitting at each other, uh, and they're out here cons- going into consideration. Meanwhile, you know, like, you know, a lot of times you can see when their mouth, their mouths are they're talking, they're not by the mic, mm-hmm. and you can somehow sometimes like the mic gets too close, you can hear what they're saying. You can literally hear Kevin Owens saying, "I have a rematch clause. I have a rematch clause. I have a rematch clause. Where is my rematch?" And then they say, "You know what? Fight for it." You know, you know what? You do have a contract uh, clause uh, for your rematch that you never got. Fight for it. Yeah. Fight for fight for contendership. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Um, Cesaro versus Kevin Owens. Uh, very good match. Yes. Very good match. Um, until the Miz broke it up. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Miz. You just gonna blame it on Miz. You ain't gonna blame it on booking. You can blame it on Miz. It's Miz's fault. What if Zane, what if Sami Zayn came out there and broke it up? Then goddamn Sami Zayn, like I you, mean, it, it wouldn't have sounded the same. It way. It would not have it sounded would, the same way. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah I, I will give you that. My, okay, so but the Miz was awesome on commentary. I can tell you that. I know that he was like, you know, what's the objective? The win, and that's what I did. And he was like, well, Miz, but you tapped out, but I won. I'm the champion. You see the belt, like in yeah. so many words. Um, and Kevin Owens talked shit to Michael Cole the whole time, which was just awesome. Uh, <laughs> Michael Cole called a uh, this was a payback. He called a Blue Thunder bomb, or excuse me, a Michinoku driver a Blue Thunder bomb. You know, speaking of speaking of uh, what did do your jab? Yeah, speaking of Michinoku drivers, boy, now <laughs> Becky Lynch, yes, almost died. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. We'll get to that though. Oh, um, goodness, Stephanie McMahon walked up on Dean Ambrose backstage. Uh, they kind of had a little, little awkward sequence. Uh, she asked him what he was looking at. I thought he was about to say you. Like, <laughs> I thought he was about to, you know, spit his game. You know, take a shot. My question you is, know. It, all right, so, like, in my mind, that that's where my imagination ran off to for a split second. But, like, you know, knowing that Stephanie's been a heel for so long, like, she ain't putting up with that shit. Yeah. Like, what you mean you looking at me? Like, Slap them, bro. If that look, if that ain't the, the, the most the most whack fast food microwaved way to get to a feud, like what you looking at, you? <laughs> and also you hear the guitar riff and then Triple H walks out. What the fuck you mean, bro? <laughs> like no, that's not that's not how that's oh, gonna go. Oh man, I think someone needs to do that at some point. 
<laughs> just hitting on somebody's wife? You like, trying to turn Triple H face? Like, I mean, doing? I know they did this stuff like in the early 2000s, but someone needs to do it now. Like, oh someone needs God. to just, like, whether it's, like, a heel or even a face. Like, I don't... Like, a good guy just starts hitting on... <laughs> yeah, like, Dolph Ziggler start hitting on Stephanie. Like, that shit would be hilarious. Oh, my God. That shit would be hilarious. Oh, man. And then, you know, seven, you, you can slap that man, that man can sell, all that shit, like, <laughs> that man will look like he just took a super kick. So, so anyway, uh, Vince, or, uh, Ambrose says that he's not buying her, her little nice attitude and smile on her face. Yeah. And she says, well, you know, you don't believe me? Well, fine. I'll be on Ambrose Asylum, on the Ambrose Asylum and I will answer any question that you ask. And she can't wait to meet Mitch. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um. So after that, we we had a ne- another segment. In a way, Stephanie put a hit out on Mitch. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um. We had our truth and uh, Tyler Breeze backstage. Our truth had a <laughs> selfie stick made out of a literal stick, like a switch. Um, and <laughs> it was duct taped. Uh, the phone was duct taped. It was absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Goldust walks up and, you know, with Fandango, and then they just start gyrating and all this stuff. And I was, I don't really even know what happened. I was just hypnotized by the gyrating. So I don't, you know, <laughs> I don't really have much to offer for you in that sense. Basically, they set up a match between yeah. Tyler Breeze and Goldust. Yep. Um, because they were out here trying to. Make each other jealous about their new partners that they're with. Because they petty. Yep, yep. Um, so, Goldust and Tyler Breeze had a match. And Tyler Breeze got a victory. James, what What do you... Can you believe this? Yeah, man, it's been a, lot, it's a long, long way, man. Come a long way. His values definitely went down. Like, he, he's definitely going to be one of them dudes right back talking about. Huh. That might get released and his, seeing his value drop. Um, it's come a long way. He uh, maybe he's a new under, underdog from underground since that man, <laughs> you know, when he started like old. Don't 40. these nicknames suck? The underdog from the underground. I, don't, I mean, that's too damn long. Like, <laughs> I think yeah, I think that's a bit like they're trying to be too cutesy. But like, I don't like what else do you call him? Sammy, the underdog from the underground zane. No, he, he, that's not his nickname like that. Like his, that's his nickname, like kind of like how uh, yeah, Triple I, H called himself the Cerebral Assassin. Yeah, that's like a you know that's like a little throwaway Some, you know thing to call him. That's not an actual like you know that's yeah. not actually his thing. Triple the Cerebral Assassin H. Like <laughs> um, we have the new day come out um, and basically uh, start cutting a promo. Um, yes. Uh, Woods bragged about uh, Beyonce sliding into Dion's Big E said that didn't really happen. Yeah, uh, tell the truth. Uh, Woods said the New Day will be waiting when Enzo Mori is ready to return, but until then, um, then the Vaude Villains came out to... Um, Thunderous white noise. Did you hear that? That was the same thing. Um, the Vaude Villains came out there and said this is a dangerous business, but a real man... Like like himself or you know them would have gotten back up. Um, usually, when someone says anything about being a real man, uh, we usually induct them into the Real Man Hall of Fame, which has guys like Rick Rude, Scott Steiner, Ric Flair. Um, yeah, 
you know, more there are more members. It's it's kind of a loose Hall of Fame. But the Vaude Villains ain't getting into real man Hall of Fame. Yeah, the Vaude Villains are like real men the same way that like Jadena is a classic man. <laughs> it's like sounds good. I need receipts. All right. I know. Put some respect on it. <laughs> um they had, uh, they said, uh, the, they made Enzo the realest guy in the emergency room. I did like that, that line. That one was good. That I did like that good. line. But, uh, the Pyro hit and the Dudley Boys came out to what fucking, for what reason, I don't know. I mean, they got a bigger reaction than the Vaughn Villains did. True. That's not hard to do. We might get a bigger, uh, reaction than the Vaughn Villains might if we walked out there like, who are these guys? I mean, I think it depends on our music. Yeah. I think it would depend on our music, yeah. Yeah. Um, Bub- Bubba Ray Dudley called them a bunch of carnies, which was funny. Yes. And says they didn't win anything. And, and they need to restart the tag team tournament because it was a disputed finish at the end. Yeah. Um, never mind that we lost in, like, the openers of that. Just right. never mind that. You know, restart it. Run it all the way back. Yeah. You know? Yep. Even though one of the guys can't wrestle in the tournament. You know? Cool, Bubba. But, um... You know, the music hit for, uh, you know, the, the Devon Dudley said they're the baddest tag team on the planet. And all of a sudden, uh, Big Cass's music hit and the crowd lost it because they thought Enzo was going to come out there with them and all that. But you couldn't really like, do that. Nope. That's not what you're getting. <clears throat> I think Big Cass did well in yes, his promo. Uh, look, yeah, that man, that probably somebody told him, like, look, this can make, remember. Uh, uh, you can make a million dollars tonight. Do you remember. <laughs> do you remember the, uh, Dave Chappelle skit about making the band with Wyclef. Yeah. And they had Wyclef walk up on Dave Chappelle dressed as Dylon. He says, you can make the song or you cannot make the song. It's like, look, this look, this is it right here. You can, look, you can get yourself that, that good old push. Like in the word, yeah, that good old push or... You, you can be, be a tag team. You can be a tag team guy. The choice, like, it, 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 you can seize this moment and right. it, it worked out you for know. him. There you go. Hand him the microphone. Yeah. Came out there, called everyone soft, worked out real well. Yes. He was over. Yes. Um, and I think people really like Big Cass now. And, he, and he's still six foot nine. Yes, and you can't teach that. <laughs> um, and and the part I liked about it the most was when he walked in the ring, he walked straight up to the dude and just punched him in the face. It was amazing. <laughs> there was nothing. There was, there was no, like, breaking No wasted movement, motion. No wasted motion. Nothing. Just like, yo. You know. And it, you know, it was on, and we basically got the Dudleys and the Vaude Villains against Big Cass and the New Day. Moments after the Dudleys just insulted the Vaude Villains, never yeah. mind that. Um, you know, some you can let go of those feelings when you're a heel. You just like, right. you know, heels always like to link up, right? Uh, you know, because they're not as good as baby faces. Um, we had Big Cass and the New Day with the victory. Big Cass uh, hit the East River Crossing. For yep. the win, so That's the right. uh, big cast push may be underway. It has begun. You think people are going to turn on big cast eventually? Uh, it depends on how much Enzo's around. Right. Um, but yeah, cat, we're well on our way to Castlemania. <laughs> we're well on our way. Oh, up next, uh, we had uh, Styles Anderson and Gallows in the locker room, and all of a sudden, Roman Reigns just walks up on them by himself. Yeah. And I don't know how this would have, if this were real, I don't know if Roman Reigns would have been just, you know, they would have just been cool with that. I mean. They might have jumped that man. 
Yeah, in most normal situations, if I was in a, if I was in a um, if I was in a combat competition against somebody, um, and it, and it went the way it did, and then like he should shows up in my locker room with my two homeboys. Who are proven to be fuck niggas, too. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's probably getting stomped out. But, I mean, <laughs> you know, um, I, I thought it was good, though. Yeah, uh, I thought I thought they... Uh, it, I'm glad they finally have moved, you know, they gave Rummering something to do besides, say, go, go walk out to the ring and say, I'm not a good guy, I'm not a bad guy, I'm the guy. Like I, So I was I was glad they gave him something else to do. Show, show some of the versatility. Yeah. You know, and then the Usos uh, came in the room. He's like, you know, I didn't come by, like, like, you know, can y'all beat us? And all of a sudden, Usos stepped up, and it was like, oh, okay, so you know. But I did, but I did like the lines. Like, look, after last night, I respect you. Yeah. You two, I don't respect. Right. I I did no respect. No, like you know. So um, after that, uh, we had uh, they showed the uh, screw job, but that respect then went out the window though. Yeah. It's going out the window. Put some respect on it. <laughs> um, we had Emma versus Becky. Uh, yeah. Becky Lynch uh, came out there. Uh, pretty, I think she did pretty well. She had the crowd engaged. Yep. Um, they did a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Uh, had a match. Um, and then they, uh, the, the finish was... The, they're in a. They're basically locked in between the ref. Um, Emma goes for the eye. The eye that Emma or that Becky had damaged during her the WrestleMania match, um, and then she proceeds to give everyone a scare by um, giving a Michinoku driver to Becky, and Becky just barely escaping and dumped on her head. Yeah. Uh, for the one two three pin. Yeah, uh, Emma with the victory, and you know this this is a good way to kind of, you know, Becky's at the level where she's gonna have to lose some matches. Uh, she's she's not a un, you know, she's not a un, excuse me, what's the word I'm looking for? She's not an untouchable at this point. Yeah, but they can, <clears throat> Becky's the person they can make be a legitimate challenger at any time, and she can also like, you know, get folks over whether by beating them or losing to them. I have a question. Yeah. Now that the Bellas are both gone, um, and they're having this like holding pattern with Sasha, where she's like off TV a lot now, yep. like they're trying to keep her fresh. Who, and, and, you know, Charlotte is not fighting Becky now. Who else could, if if it one if, if not Emma, if not Emma, then who could Becky be in a program with right now Naomi that's a good point okay um well I think I, I believe that people care would actually care more for Becky or care like be into matches from seeing cause we've seen Naomi a bunch right you know not a but not like throwing her throw but like we've seen her we, we know what she does yeah like and she's a heel right now so you play her with Becky like we can see that as an actual program as opposed to like Emma was like they kind of just pulled her. It seemed like they kind of just pulled her out. Like, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like the stuff Ava that they, the stuff that they did. What? Remember Eva Marie? Anyway, the stuff that they that they um, that they've already done on the mic has been good. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just you know she came out there and I was like, oof, that that's not going to help Becky Lynch out. Yeah. 
Um, after that, we had the Ambrose Asylum. Stephanie came out there. Yes. Um, she liked the set. It was eclectic, and it's Ambrose all the way. Um, basically, um, he introduced Mitch. Uh, so Mitch got a pop. Yes. Um, all of a sudden, uh, you know, she couldn't be happier. She talked about the new era. Stephanie shows a photo of Stephanie being speared by Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 32. I didn't know they went back that far. Um, she says she got a little over overzealous and got involved where she didn't belong. And Reigns taught her a lesson. Way to way to go ahead and, and teach that lesson. You know, just, just if you're if you're ever having spot, uh, yeah, if you're ever having problems, just spear a woman. You know, I, I still, I'm still like, I mean, I know it happened just like four weeks ago, but I'm still shocked that it happened, and I'm still shocked that like they would even like I thought they would just move on. Like I seriously thought. They're like, this crowd is going to kill us, eat us alive. What can, like, get this crowd, like, to stop hating us even long enough for them to actually, like, even get into the match? And that was it. But, like, I didn't think that would be something they would even talk about. Like, you know, for example, they don't talk about, like, um, the rock, rock bottoming Stephanie in the past. Like, they think about last WrestleMania, or WrestleMania 31, when they're like, you wouldn't hit a woman. They're like, you're right, the rock wouldn't hit a woman. But I'll bring Rise out here to drag your fucking yeah. ass. So, like, I thought they would never even... Like, I thought they were just like... That was a point of desperation. They were like, we'll, we'll never talk about it again. But apparently not. Mm-mm-mm. Then, um, basically, it, it, it leads to, uh, you know, they're talking about the sacrifices that, you know, with Shane and Stephanie, the ones that they made... Vince McMahon putting yeah. him in charge just has to burn Stephanie up. Ba- yeah, basically saying, like, look, Vince gave your brother the same spot you have right next to you, but he ain't been. He went out there uh, shooting with you in the gym. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and that must burn you up. And she uh, played and it all off. He kept going and going and going. He, uh, he, he was a habitual line stepper pretty much in that sense. He just kept, he couldn't quite, you know, just stay within his parameters. Um, he basically put Stephanie to the point where, you know, she said, you know, she learned a valuable lesson at payback and sometimes things just have to change. Uh, and that we're going to apply that to you, Ambrose. And you've been doing the asylum for a few weeks and it's, and you know, it, it's over, you know, we're canceling the segment. Yeah. Mocked him, told him to, told him to clean up and get to stepping, you know, and Cancel you know, that bitch. yeah, <laughs> uh, Ambrose told her she can keep it all, but he took Mitch with him. Um, Stephanie stopped him and introduced the, re- the returning host of the highlight reel in uh, Chris Jericho. So Jericho's so, back. So my question is this: When he said he was on Jericho on Twitter, said he was going like, what was that? Just was fucking a, with was people. It a troll or pretty much? Okay. Um. <clears throat> so yeah, it basically uh, Jericho whooped his ass. Um. Uh, why does Jericho always whoop that man ass outside of matches? Like just slaps some skin and just drags him. I mean, gotta give him some. Yeah. Um, so gotta give him some. Jericho basically stopped and he saw Mitch. Uh, the fans chanted no, and he grabbed Mitch the potted plant and he shattered him over Ambrose's back. And it was just, it was just a hard, it was a hard moment to watch. Did it remind you of any any bit of when uh, Jericho smashed that bot that ball of Jack over yep. CM Punk's head? Yep. Exactly what that reminded me of. Um, more booze, you know, came for Jericho after that. Yeah. Um, I, I damn you, Jericho. Yeah, how dare you destroy this fucking plant. Damn you, Jericho. <laughs> um, came back from break, uh, and, uh, Kalizo was on commentary. 
Yeah. And it didn't have a damn thing to say. Nope. Um, <laughs> we had a number one contender battle royal for the United States Championship, which has been just dying a slow death on the pre-show. Yeah. Um, My question is this. Realistically, if, if wrestling was real, how many, how many people were in that, Matt? How many? 20? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. 16. If wrestling were real, right, would there have been 16 people fighting for, for that belt? Yeah, why not? Okay. I mean, you know, that man's cleaned out the division, you know, all his challengers, you know. He had to, oh, they had to God. get a, you know, a fresh challenger from the, you know, the pool of talent, you know. So. I, I didn't know he was, I didn't know he was a, uh, what do you call it? I didn't know he was a workhorse champion. Yeah. Um, I had no idea. I had no idea he was nineteen. <laughs> I had no idea he was nineteen ninety five. Bret Hart. Yeah, go figure. Uh, so the guys in the battle royal were Apollo Cruz, Victor from the Ascension, Damian Sandow was on national television last night, uh, oh, yeah. Zack Ryder, uh, Stardust, Sheamus, Titus O'Neil, Rusev, Alberto Del Rio, Darren Young, Baron Corbin, Sin Cara, Dolph Ziggler, Bo Dallas, and Curtis. The chains are off. Axel. Now three people. Um, three people got actually got entrances. Titus got one. Yep. Um, the biggest announced like he's not suspended anymore. Yep. Even though he was in all these commercials while suspended. Uh, trying to think. Sheamus got one, and the third was Corbin. That's right. They had Corbin the battle royal, and he didn't win. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um. So, uh, they basically it came down to uh, Apollo Crews was eliminated by Sheamus. Yeah. Maybe they go somewhere with that. Maybe. Maybe. I'd like to see that match. Um, Are you sure that's what you want for Apollo Crews? I mean, if, if Apollo Crews wins, you know, I I think it's good for him. What makes you so sure he's going to win? That's true. Uh, you know, notice how, you know, Baron Corbin's already, uh, you know, being rolled up and losing. Yeah. That man could really just get bro kicked in the face and lay it down. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> Apollo Crews... Basically, like I said, he was thrown out by Sheamus. Uh, there were some other eliminations in here. Oh, Bar- serious question, though, right? Yeah. Um, do they still make black and white TVs? I'm sure they do somewhere. Okay. Um, if, or let's say we put a Instagram filter, black and white filter on, uh, on your on your flat screen TV. Yep. For any time Sheamus and Apollo Crews fought, um, would there be much look like what, what? What do you like? What do you think that would look like? All right, you seen Sheamus's entrance, right? Right. Yes. Now imagine that blended with. <laughs> I'm not even gonna say the rest. <laughs> I'm just saying, like that is, you know, I like to talk about like that polar is, opposite. That is a deep contrast. Yep. That is a really deep contrast. <clears throat> All right, let's move on. Uh, we had Ziggler throw out Baron Corbin. Uh, or a super kick him out the ring. I'm, I'm sorry, I have, to, I, have to, I have to digress one more time. Have we ever seen R Truth versus Sheamus? Yeah, I'm sure we have. I gotta find that. <laughs> like, I don't think there's anything just better. To, just to see what it looks like. Just, like you know, I'm not saying anything. I just want to see what that looks like. You know. Also, you know, the Miz and Sheamus has also been a great uh, contrast as well. But you know, kind of creamsicle. Yeah, yeah, that's more. Yeah, that's more like a buck, like an old throwback Bucks jersey. Yeah, yes, yeah, that's, that's a that's, yeah. Um. So. We had uh, Corbin basically pull uh, as James James. What'd you call it? The uh, 
Like when uh, he beat Ziggler up outside the ring and then threw him back in to get eliminated oh, by someone it was, else. It was a new level of fuck nigga them. Like I don't like it was <laughs> like you know normally you see something like somebody want to get revenge on somebody in a battle royal is typically like that person comes back in and throws that guy out yep. and or you know but he gets thrown out. Uh, he basically pulls him out, runs him into a pole, picks him up, throws him back in, and says, "Hey, Russo, throw his ass out." Yeah. I was like, "That's a, a platter. That's a new level of suckerhood right there." Boy. Served him up. Yeah, I, I just, I was like, "Wow, that's." I mean, real that, heel. That's that's yeah. That is that is. Corbin that, interested in being cheered. That is, that is a new way to get heat. I, I actually thought it was. I was like, hmm, okay. I thought that was smart. Yeah, I like. I like. Except it's doing the typical so way it's always been done. Yeah, so I mean, obviously, don't have him lose a or two. I'm just calling him Sami Zayn, but now I'm losing Ziggler. Yeah, yet, but yeah, yeah. they they got to have uh, Corbin beat Ziggler definitively in the next match, like destroy him. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> maybe take Ziggler off TV for a month or you something. Think it's going to be on the main card. I would hope. I mean, it, you know, what has Corbin done to be on the pre-show? I mean, you know, if you want to, if you, if they see money in this guy, I think, I think a lot of it was. The, the card was so stacked yeah. for payback that it, like, somebody had to go down. I mean, especially when they added that that talking Mc, segment, three McMahon segment. Yeah, thirty literal minutes. You know, um, so it basically came down to the League of Nations or the former League of Nations and Zack Ryder. Yes, they had folks fooled for a minute. Um, I like that Del Rio eliminated Sheamus. Yeah, you know what that remind me of though, right? What? Remember the money or the. Andre the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal at WrestleMania 31, where it ended up like the final two is Big Show and Sandow. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you think something like that's oh, you know, let's you know, nah, bro, you get ass getting thrown out. Or also, yeah. uh, was it the 2010 Royal Rumble? Yeah, no, the 2011 Royal Rumble yeah. with with the Rio. Yeah, you think Santino. Del Rio, Santino gonna throw the Rio out? Like, nah, bro, get your ass out, right. here. Fuck that out of here. Fuck that here. Um, and our winner was Rusev, uh, which was just delights me. Uh, I'm a huge Rusev fan, and uh, <laughs> face he made. Yes, it was just like I took a picture and uploaded it on the uh, One Nation Radio Instagram today. Like crazed, eye, like imagine a person that's crazy and has crazy eyes, but also is like smiling at the same time. Like it, with stringy wet hair, like that's what it looked like. That's and a just, huge chest, you know, just like. <laughs> And, you know, we get Rusev versus Kalisto, and hopefully uh, Rusev can take that belt, and, you know, because he, he did a good job with it before. Do so. you think that's going to happen? Like, they're starting Rusev off again as, like, the U.S. champion and for Cena to come back and slay him? That would just be awful. Like, that would just that would just be WWE saying, we don't like money. You know, we don't, you know, I mean, they they could do it. They could, they could like... Yeah. Because Cena's due back the day after. after exactly, that's Extreme what I'm saying. Rules. Like he comes back out there with the you with the, he comes back out there with the flag, and then all of a sudden Cena show. I can see, look. I see it now. Like if Rusev has his quote unquote U.S. Championship coronation, yeah. and then he brings back that uh, the Bulgarian flag or whatever, and then that's you know Cena comes out there and like yeah, I want, I want, it's you on. know, it's on. Right Either then. that or that man holds a U.S. Open challenge and Cena answers that shit. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> If they do that, that's and like, beat some immediately, the, the, go so, to hell. That'd so, yeah, like now nah, that'd be so obvious. Yeah, that would be so obvious. Yeah. Um. So, uh, after that, we had Charlotte and Flair out here, uh, and with Little Nate. 
yeah. uh, calling him Little Nate and yes. everything else. And they showed the Charles Robinson video in WCW with him. Yes. And if you guys haven't ever seen the Little Nate stuff in WCW, go, just go to the network and type, or go to YouTube and type in Slamboree 1999. Amazing. Uh, Charles Robinson. And then <laughs> it, they had they did a whole interview and. It ended up basically with Natalia facing off with Ric Flair. This is yeah. a match I didn't know I wanted. <laughs> I would like to see Natalia versus Ric Flair one of these weeks leading up to, um, on that's, Raw, leading up to uh, the next man. match. That's not going to happen. You know, Flair come out here and bump for a woman, you know. Uh, I thought that I thought it was gold. Like, seeing Flair take the stuff out, like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and get me some. And, you know, Natty just scooped that old man up and put him in the sharpshooter. So, like, what happens, like, how does Rick get his watch back, though? Hmm, maybe it's a ladder match. Put it, Rick's, <laughs> not not the not the belt. title. Yeah, Ric Flair's Rolex. Yes, Ric oh Flair's Rolex. God. Okay, but it's going to be a submission match at Extreme Rules. Right. right. So with Ric Flair barred from ringside, yes. Yes. so we should be able to see, you know, who's the real at this stage. So, what'd you make of this whole segment? I loved it. Yeah. Um, I think it was. I think behind. Um, yeah. Well, it was, like, there were three solid talking segments to me um, on the show. There was, uh, or not, oh, not like, talking segments. I mean, like, segments of promo or whatever. So, um, I think that was the third one. Mm-hmm. I think the other two that were better were uh, the the locker room thing with, with the Usos and the, I guess you call them, lack of a better term, Bullet Club. Yeah. The, style, the Styles Club. Styles so, Boys. The, st- <laughs> the Styles Boys. And then uh, the Ambrose Asylum. So, but I thought they were good seg- talking segments where you know we normally don't get three of those on an on a episode of Raw. Normally we get like one, but there's like five of them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <clears throat> so, and then that led us to our main event, which was Roman Reigns and the Usos versus AJ Styles and Gallows and Anderson. Styles in um, the band. Yeah, Styles and them. You know them dudes. Um, the good brothers, as they say. Um, uh, I really enjoyed this match. It was probably one of my favorite TV main events, uh, you know, of the year. Uh, I thought it was, you know, well wrestled by everybody. There was a lot of violence. There was a, especially the angle after the match. That just was fascinating on so many levels. Um, <clears throat> Reigns, Styles not wanting to commit the ultimate atrocity to Reigns. Uh, with the with the steel chair, him being you know pushed by by his uh, friends to come on join the dark side, you know that uh, if you don't, the only thing that could make it better that it would be like at some point they'd be like if you don't want to attack him, we gonna get you. My my thing is this, um, I don't know like what they got to do, or maybe it's because he has a beard or because his accent, but like that whole thing was so like. Why isn't he your top baby face right now? Styles? Yes. I mean, he is a top baby face right now. Oh, no, he's not. <laughs> no, but I mean, the way, what he did was just like, look, man, he needs to be on a be a star commercial right now talking about, you know, he's standing at the peer pressure. Yeah. And he said he his homeboy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, hit him, hit him. You know, was, that was almost like a gang initiation. Yeah. He's like, no, nah, man, it ain't going down like that. Pretty much. Um, they basically, um, you know, after that, the Usos, you know, came back and, and jumped on Styles yep. pretty much, mm-hmm. and Styles was able to clear them out with a steel chair, you know, fighting himself. And then and I thought that, I thought that was the I thought that was the best part was like 
as that moment happens, you see the camera shot, the wide shot, and you see Reigns wake like you know waking up more or less and seeing the like seeing like he's laying my cousins out with a chair. Right. So he doesn't see the the, right. the stages of denial. He doesn't see AJ being attacked. Right. Just brilliant how they did this. Uh, and you know there are many times we ripped them to bits. This isn't one of them. Uh, you know, so he basically goes on a spree and whoops AJ Styles' ass all over uh, the ringside area. Ends up putting him through a table uh, with a power bomb and looking really heelish and getting booed. It's the best thing I said it to you when you because um, you had to watch it later. I feel like it's the best thing they've done with him since Daniel Bryan. Yep, they've um, they've set him up beautifully. A first program after winning the title. Uh, now that kind of leads into our question, and they actually did a good rating uh, the night after Payback, but the ratings had steadily dropped after WrestleMania. Um, Simon had a question. Simon Cotton, what's going on? Um, can Roman Reigns be blamed for the ratings despite not being featured as much as Rollins was as champion? There's no one in particular to blame for this. Yeah. Um, like I, I'll put it like this: <clears throat> if you want to uh, talk, if you want to hate on somebody. Then you could. Like, mm-hmm. if you don't like Seth Rollins, you could say that, like, as his champion, the ratings steadily declined and declined and declined and declined and declined. Um, if you don't like Roman Reigns, you could say the same thing. However, like, there's going to be a certain point where after X number of guys have had the, quote-unquote, been given the ball, and they still drop. Maybe it's not their fault. It's not their fault, Yeah. Uh, and I think Roman Reigns has had a lot of support underneath, like with a lot of fresh matchups. I mean, because like, whose fault is it going to? Like, so okay, so whose fault is it going to be this time when like, or during WrestleMania season when the the, the Reigns are dropping like that, and like you had Shaming Man or Triple H or Brock Lesnar or even The Rock show up, and they're still dropping because you know they're not going to blame the part time guys. That's my point. Yeah. Like, they advertise that he's going to be on the next week, and they still, like, they still, the ratings still were dropping. So, like, is it The Rock's fault? It ain't never The Rock's fault. Yeah. Like, look what happened to The Miz after after Survivor Series 2011. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was The Miz. Yeah. They blame The Miz. Yeah, they blame The Miz. Yeah. Never mind the fact that you have The Rock, John Cena, versus R-Truth and Miz. Who think, who's going to tune in to watch that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> like there's no threat of them losing exactly um, there's a couple more questions uh, we got from a couple other folks um, so let's start with uh, the, the other questions uh, Simon also asked uh, is there a promo problem in WWE across the board uh, generally I would say generally yeah not tonight not, not this past night yeah, I would say uh, everybody's kind of even bring their game. Even Charlotte uh, brought her A game, like as far as you know, getting the storyline over. Natalia was pretty good. Um, in a vacuum, <clears throat> you could say that uh, there are certain people the rules don't apply to, and they you know make the most of the of those uh, liberties that they're able to take. Those um, usually like the best guy, the best talkers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also need to find a way to give Roman Reigns the mic, and you know. We know that's not particularly one of his strengths, but if he's going to be this long-term guy that they visualize him being, he has to get his reps, whether that's going out there, you know, and and taking those boos. Um, I think you just have to give him something he can believe in because 
Roman Reigns, I'm sure he's not deaf. He hears what's going on. Um, so, but, um, let's see. In what area does WWE need the most improvement? Uh, oh, um, yeah, they need, they, they need to overhaul the way they book matches, um, and how they think, um, how they explain, like, the feel, like, the reason why they book matches is the way they extend the feud, like, they don't need all these garbage, they need less garbage finishes, the best way to say it, they need mm-hmm. more pure on, like, someone can absorb, like, you book you do fifty fifty anyway, so you may as well let them absorb a loss any a real legitimate loss like you know shoulders Stop on being the afraid mat, to be guys. as opposed to oh thumb to the eye oh uh, somebody ran in and although you haven't seen a run in uh, a ref run in a minute like but ref bumps like it's just less of that. I would say uh, the commentary um, needs needs an overhaul, uh, just the style that they. They present, and obviously we're all sick of Michael Cole. Do you think the commentary is bad to a to a non to a non wrestling fan? I feel like a non wrestling fan would like it, would like be a, able to point out, be like, that doesn't exactly make sense. Like the stuff they would <laughs> would say. I mean, well, their job is to their their job is to take the shit and call it and call them roses, though. Yeah, right. that they, like a lot but of the you know. The thing how much, is, we want those guys to be honest with us. Like, don't like. When when we you know, but those days are over. When you have Ross be out here like, yeah, um, uh, whatever. Like those days are over. Going, I don't know. Yeah. Like like if Vince wants a comp- want people to follow toe the company line on the mic, then they're going to do that. Yeah, I also think. Uh, I mean, granted, that's still an issue, but I'm saying like the way we give Cole and them hell is like, come on, man. Like you know, good and damn well that like, Vince is backstage in her ear yelling for him to, to push this shit through. <laughs> Um, I also think um, they're, they're on the right track with the Intercontinental title, but they need to fix the United States title so they can have, you know, two viable mid-card championships, especially with this roster feeling like it's going to be split at any time. Um, they need both of those titles looking good. And to assume the idea that they were trying to do after WrestleMania 31, like when Orton comes back, why not put one of those belts on him and let him be John Cena, you know, for the for the year? Do you think he'd want to do that? I mean, why not? What else? Is, what like what else is there really for Orton to do? I mean, I mean, there's a bunch is of he, guys. He world champion again? I mean, no, not I that. But I mean, like, <laughs> I think that he might just be better off. Like, yeah, he just wrestles whoever for, and that's his thing. Like, I mean, but then again. The reason why I say it is because I don't really know what you do with, um, like, the same way it was, like, with when we were going through the Cena thing. Like, other than have great matches, there wasn't really much to um, the thing or to the uh, U.S. Open Challenge. It was like he has come out, does a little promo, does a little promo. You want something, come get something, bring your ass, walk your ass down the aisle. New guy shows up, you have a great match. And then, like, you get another segment. And or somehow or you shoehorn in another time where like you get someone An to, angle to challenge. Or, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think you really do that much with with Orton because Orton one for one like Orton might just come to me and be like, "All right, open challenge." Become like I don't know. Yes. Yeah, like I don't really think. I think that was a, I think that was most of the brilliance for the Cena thing was the fact that like when he does that, he literally, you know, on a given week, you have. 
your top draw getting like three quality segments. Mm-hmm. You know, like on a, on a given week, you can have three quality segments. Whereas, like, okay, promo comes out, promo starts, guy comes out, starts match, commercial break, come back, finish out that segment with the match, and then like later on in the night, you know. But I don't really know what you do with Orton like that because Orton's not going to do that. Because mm-hmm. Orton's not a, not a, like the type of person that can give a, give promos like that on a weekly basis like that. Um, but I mean, we have a, he, he oh, can yeah. still just be a guy. I mean, I think he's still a player, but I don't think it's like I don't think he works really that well. Like being in like the secondary, like he's just. Secondary face. I don't think that no, Randy like Orton that. can't really be a heel anymore. He just can't. He's way too cool. The RKO is way too over. It's just, I mean, he can play a heel, no doubt about it. If they, you know, turn him to, you know, the guy he was in like 2013 and all that stuff. But I think people want to cheer for Randy Orton in large, you know. That's true, but I, I just think like that could get stale. Like, I mean, you sort of, I mean, okay, well, let's do this. Who's strong? What side's strong right now? Heels or, or faces? I'd probably say heels. I don't know. I, well, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Who? I don't really know. I, okay, Reigns, AJ, Ambrose, um, Zayn, Cesaro. Zayn, Cesaro. And then on the hillside, you have, what, Jericho, Owens, uh... The League of Nations dudes, uh, Corbin, you know, there's Ziggler as a face, so... I, I think mean, face size anywhere. stronger. So yeah. you might, I mean, it's gonna be an issue anyway, because... Let, let's just, we'll see. We'll like, see. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really don't know if you got to shoehorn him in one way or other, because you know he's gonna show up. He's gonna get cheered immediately, unless he unless he comes out and immediately screws somebody, yeah. you know, in a major way. Got a couple more questions. Um, let's see. Uh, do we see the new day growing stale? If not already. Um. Do I think that? Um. How do I say this? I think they're stale the same way like New Age Outlaws thing was stale, mm. which is like. Everyone knows it, um, but everyone still loves it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's it's. I mean, they are Lay's potato chips right now. Yeah, like they're they're classic. Yeah, they they taste good. Yeah, well, we know what it is. I mean, and also you know, the whole thing is you know they start out you know doing you know. Biggie on the microphone, music plays, they come to the ring, booty popping and all that kind of stuff. And then they get in the ring and then you at one point you're gonna get you're gonna get bootios and you're gonna get uh the that talk about them being the world tag team champions. Um right. and then and then you're gonna whatever, you know, internet meme reference uh, of the week. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm okay with that because, like, it's it's still updating. And it kind of keeps like, current. Whether, whether it's the, the Running Man Challenge that he did a, a couple weeks ago or the whole Beyonce DM Lemonade thing yep. or the Prince Purple Rain thing. Like, at least they're topical with it. So, I'm okay with it. It's not like it's, you know, it's all of it set in stone. It ain't like, you know, 
bada boom, realest guys in the room, mm-hmm. like, and it don't change. Yeah, yeah. I think. I mean, even even that, like, that's fine. Like, we'll we'll be saying that forever. Like, that is now the new official. Yeah. Oh, you didn't know. Yeah. Uh, I think the new day. Go ahead, but I call somebody. <laughs> I think the new day. Um, they are at a point where no one else is quite on their level, and it's an issue. And it's yeah, and it's just them wrestling the other teams kind of brings them down. It doesn't necessarily lift anyone else up. Because the New Day is, like, they should be wrestling. Like, if this was the old days, they should, it would be like the New Day versus whatever two guys weren't Edge in the and title. Christian, yeah. the Hardy Boys, the Dudleys, uh, whatever. Not even that. They, the, were, they would be fighting, like, the Rock and Sock Connection. They'd be, like, fighting yeah. those guys. Yeah. And, you know, rather than just the normal tag teams because they're that over. Um but Maybe that's what they figure out. What like or what, like what if they did new day? Well, what if they did like new? What if they did like Cena and Orton versus the New Day? That would be awesome. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think it would ever happen in really years. Like, yeah, we got you know, we got more Just, shit. Like I feel like John Cena and Randy Orton have to be a tag team champions at one point. That would be funny. Like just and so yeah, that would be funny. Like you got to throw them in there somewhere. Like I mean. If you had give him a secondary role, like give him tag team match and tell him to go out there and have, you know, uh, uh, you know a, a what do you call it? Um, you go out there and make every every tag team match a big match. Yep, I think that would be something to do with them too. But you know, that's just me. But uh, we have one more question, uh, and I don't don't exactly know how we're going to answer this, but. Um, Hudson Devin uh, wrote in. He said, "Why is has not TNA been bought out yet?" Uh, I don't particularly. Wait, wait, by who? Bought out by who? I don't know. You mean about WWE? Um, I, he just says, "Why is TNA not bought out yet?" Because they've had all these financial problems. They've had their offices obviously repossessed and everything else that's going on with them. Um, we don't particularly cover I, I TNA. I don't think that's going to be. I don't think it's a bottom thing as much as it is a. a How for, much time is as left? As much as a foreclosure type of, type of deal. Yeah. Um, now, my question is, who will buy them out? I think the only thing of value is their tape library, and I, you know, they have Jeff Hardy. Uh, they have Matt Hardy too. They do. They have a couple guys. They have EC3. Um, I mean, don't they have uh, your boy? Um, uh, what's his name? Mike Bennett? No, 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 no. You said they AJ Lee. No, they do not. Ring of Honor. That's where he is? Yep. For some reason, I thought he was in TNA still. He's been a Ring of Honor world champion for a year. I, you know what? I thought he was TNA world champion for Because he never <laughs> one point in time they were on the same show. That's why. Yep. My bad. My yep. bad. My bad. So, um, yeah, but... I figure TNA is a matter of time. I do not like. Uh, I'll just quote the quote the legendary Craig Mack. You won't be around next year. <laughs> I mean, it's been a long time coming for TNA. They've held on really long. Like we, you know, we've been. It's been like maybe like two or three years that we were talking about. Like, oh yeah, they're, they're due to get, they're due to be done. So like any, any moment, any, any week now. And now you know they they're out here working out. Now they're out here operating out of a warehouse. Woo. 
But uh, we ran a little long today. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, well, we did have to do a review for a pay-per-view. They had the Ryback situation, and we took questions, as well as uh, Monday Night Raw. So, hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, James, you got anything to add? Uh, oh, there was one more question, I think. <laughs> Speaking of TNA. Um, all these thoughts on the TNA Jeremy once again. Uh, what are your thoughts on all the TNA guys coming to NXT? Um, I I think it's kind of funny because uh, whenever there's somebody that was in it t- NXT and their music wasn't like up to snuff or what I imagine could like carry in a stadium a WWE stadium and the main roster always said like that's TNA music <laughs> so uh, uh you know that you know that, that I'm saying like oh, yep. is it, is is that guitar is a guitar uh, type of deal drums. and it's hollow and it ain't like stand out like. When I think of Seth Rollins' music, I think like that's TNA music. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's just not up to up to snuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's something that's been happening. So those guys have names. TNA's or NXT's now is is based on these guys uh, on this being a promotion where they're going to bring in guys with names to work with other guys with names while yeah. they develop. I, other I be, guys underneath them. I believe that you know, and you all said those this, guys and, can't and, go to Japan. And you, and, you, and you said this. NXT is is like unofficially the um, the best of the indies, mm-hmm. right? Um, so imagine TNA folds. Where are these guys going to go? Not all of them can go to Lucha Underground. Not all of them can go to Ring of Honor or so, New Japan. And. And uh, most of these guys are going to get paid better going to NXT than going to those other places. <coughs> or being <coughs> on the indies where right. they have no type of, you know, security or right. anything like so, that. Right, so, you know, given that, they, you know, there's only so many guys that they, they brought up or people that they brought up uh, from the main roster and they're going to continue to try to bring these guys up to continue to keep, you know, keep the storylines going and keep, you know, try to get, um, try to build more stars. And have more fresh, ma- have fresher matches, matchups for cards. Eventually, I mean, it might maybe not because it seems it's been forever, but eventually, Bailey and Finn Balor are going to go. Are going to have to go up to the main roster, and you're going to need someone to replace them. And you know, when Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn left, they replaced those guys with you know the Nakamura's of the world, the. Uh, um, uh, uh, Joe. The Samoa, yeah, Samoa Joe came filled in too. So, um, Austin Aries is there mm-hmm. now too. Bobby Roode's on deck. Yeah, like so. They're just the next wave, you know. They're just the next wave, and at least like now, instead of them being, de- you know, a lot. I love part about the whole thing is like a lot of those guys that worked in TNA, like when they were when those when their show used to be. On in Orlando, yeah. like a lot of these people still have like you know ties to that ties area. to that area. Maybe still have houses there, or whatever. So like that's kind of like easy, sort of like an easy transition, mm-hmm. or an apartment or whatever, what have you. Yeah. So like they can just kind of just like it's kind of easy. Uh, it's easy way to fill into the system. It is ironic for you know we always joke about TNA like always you know no one watches TNA or whatever but you no, might they, watch it now. Yeah, you might you might want to watch it. But you about to watch? You about to watch a whole bunch of, of uh, TNA right on, on, on the NXT. W, on the WWE Network? Yep. Yes, on Wednesday. We got them boys. Vince McMahon finally got them. 
But uh, yeah, that's gonna wrap up the show. Uh, we'll be back uh, next week, or you know, barring anything catastrophic in the world of wrestling or anything else, um, we'll be talking about which wrestlers do we think uh, do not have bank accounts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we didn't get enough time today, but uh, we'll be back with that uh, segment next week, or you know, whatever. Um, and that's pretty much it. Check out socialsuplex.com. Uh, what up, Sierra and Jeremy, BWB. Uh, make sure you guys um, hop in the Wrestling Squared Circle. Um, if uh, I'll just warn you, if you come in there talking that fuck shit, you will be called out immediately and asked to explain yourself, um, like we did today. Um, <laughs> he explained himself, and, you know, that was, you know, how it went. But, um, yeah, the Wrestling Squared Circle, good place for a good wrestling talk. So, uh, that's pretty much it. All right. I'm going to go ahead and watch this Flair versus Hogan. Oh, my God. (laughs) Later. Peace.